BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited, with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Welcome into a brand new episode of The Flock on Fox 45, presented by Sports Unlimited. Um, Welcome back, Morgan. Is this your second podcast? It is. First of the off-season. I don't even know. And and Jaffe. So we have Morgan, Jaffe, uh, me. We're talking Ravens. End of the season. It didn't go the way they would have hoped. Um, A loss to the Bengals in the wild card round of the playoffs on a one of the craziest plays probably of the playoffs so far. Uh, Guys, let's just get our initial thoughts on how the season went for the Ravens and kind of what needs they need to address going forward. I think when you start talking about preseason predictions, what they were hoping for themselves the first month of the season, knowing the talent that they have and who was coming back and what they felt like they've left on the table the past couple seasons, it's a failure. But when you look at the end of the season and that you don't have Lamar Jackson for the last five games, the defense is playing lights out. You go toe-to-toe with the Bengals. You're the better team in that wild card game and you lose. I feel like you have to see some success there, but it's still the ultimate result of falling short and having a lot of big question marks coming up this offseason. I thought the season went kind of as expected coming off of a year before where you're hovering around 500. And you enter the year with a pretty brutal first few weeks and then a very soft seven, eight game stretch where they looked like, hey, maybe they are for real. And then you come crashing down on what it was like four division games in the final five or six games, something like that, uh, where you face very familiar opponents and that level of play uh, or competition increases and it it exposed the holes in this offense in particular, I think even with or without Lamar. So for me, it was a improvement over the prior season, but it's hard to take a 500 team and go to the Super Bowl the next year. Right. Yeah, I would say definitely an improvement because they made the playoffs after missing out last season. Uh, But I I would have loved to have seen what this team was made of in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, with Rashad Bateman, with Devin DuVernay, with a healthy completely healthy offense and we didn't really get to see that at all there were there were games where Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins were both out they didn't play together and then Lamar wasn't there they they were together and Lamar wasn't there it's like what is this offense and this football team capable of when they're 100% healthy because we know what the defense is made of when Roquan Smith got here the switch flipped and they just turned into an unbelievable unit and Mike McDonald caught some heat early in the season because his team couldn't hold on to leads towards the end of the season they got better. They weren't the best at it, but they definitely got better. So that's the big thing with this team is they definitely need to address some things in the offseason. Um, the biggest one being Lamar Jackson's contract, and we're going to get into that right after this. But I just would have loved to have seen what this team would have looked like at 100% health, and I know that's hard uh, during an NFL season. So with Lamar Jackson, it's the biggest need for this football team, and 
it seems like it's priority number one at the top of Eric DaCosta's list. Uh, John Harbaugh said they want him here 200%, (laughs) 100%, 200%, like Lamar is their quarterback, and he wants him here in Baltimore. Do you guys feel like that's the case for Lamar Jackson? Does Lamar Jackson want to 200% be in Baltimore for potentially the rest of his career? It's a good question, Rocco, and we're never going to (laughs) know because he's not talking. Nowhere to be found the end of the season. I know he's injured, but hiding behind that injury as far as speaking in the locker room, not there for cleanup. You're the face of the franchise, and you don't talk about the season ending at all. Again, I realize there's an injury, but the locker room clean out, that's when you're there. That's when you're talking, but he's not talking because the contract has not happened yet. I don't know what his stance is. No one knows what his stance is, and anyone that tells you differently doesn't know. Nobody knows. That's... The frustrating thing about this from a media standpoint, but it's also the genius thing from it from Lamar Jackson is he's not talking about it. We don't know what he's asking. Everyone thinks it's fully guaranteed. Everyone thinks it's $230 million-ish like Deshaun Watson. You don't know. And are the Ravens ever going to give that? No. Absolutely not. Can they make him the highest paid quarterback by year next year? Yes, they could. Could they do that for three, four-year contract, five-year contract? Yes, but it's going to be back-heavy like they all are, and you might not be there for year five, especially the way he plays. And you have to really look at the last two seasons, he's not on the field when it matters. Missing more than a month the last two seasons. The way he plays, phenomenal player, you have to pay him. But do you have to break the bank and ruin your franchise for the years to come because you can't pay anybody else? That's not something the Ravens are ever interested in doing. Joe Flacco wanted money. Steve Bashotti said, go win me a Super Bowl. He did. Joe Flacco got money. And then what happened to the franchise after that? It was really tough to kind of compete. Defensively, they are always going to be good. And that's the way that this franchise builds itself. That's what is currently happening still, even with the league going offense, offense, offense. And maybe it is a little outdated. But they are still defensive-minded, and a lot of money is on their defense. And they can make it work with Lamar. But it has not worked now going into the second offseason. The negotiations are about running close to two years. The Ravens are saying they're confident, saying they want him, and I do believe that. But it has not happened yet. So what makes you think it's going to happen in six weeks' time? When the franchise tag window opens February 21st, and you have to have that designation, which should be exclusive for him, which will be about $45 million for 2023, killing, absolutely destroying your salary cap. They don't have that money right now. They're going to have to make room for that money. I know the cap goes up, and that will help. But what makes you think it's going to happen in six weeks? It's not. But at least in six weeks' time, they'll know if this is the franchise tag thing, we really want to keep them, or this is the franchise tag, our phones are ringing, and we need to move. <laughs> our phones are just ringing now. Yeah. As, as, yeah. <laughs> was that Lamar? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, He's our number yeah. one listener. Was like, the, the only way from the fan perspective, to sit in, and it's just hilarious watching social media handle the Lamar Jackson situation. It's sort of, what has he deleted from his Instagram stories today? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what jersey did someone Photoshop onto him today that he shared? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the um, comical perspective. But as you're saying, as far as the contract goes, the reality is, sure, the Ravens can keep Lamar and free up some cap space. But it's all about how much are you going to commit guaranteed as a signing bonus. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of where they are right now. Is Is it worth it? Is it really worth it? And you're looking at the teams left in this postseason and you're wondering, do we need to keep them or not? You've got two teams that have franchise quarterbacks that are going to get paid big money. And then 
you're looking at San Francisco wondering, <laughs> well, I mean, we could, right? Yeah. That's how <laughs> we won our first Super right? Bowl. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not going to pay him, but they definitely missed a big window um, in not getting a deal done over the course of the last two years. And the Deshaun Watson signing, or the trade, I'm sorry, for the, for the Browns, that messed up the market big time because him getting all that money, I don't think Deshaun Watson's worth that guaranteed money. Uh, I don't think right now that Russell Wilson is worth all the money right, he's getting. Right. And Lamar, in his mind, he feels like he's better than both of those and guys. Is. And he, he yeah. absolutely is. He absolutely is. So it's like if you're Lamar Jackson and we work in a business as well where, you, you know, it's so hard not to compare yourself to others. And you're looking and you're saying that person's making more money than me because their, their place paid them more money than they actually are worth. I should be getting that money because I feel like I'm better than them. And I feel like there's there's people in a lot of businesses that feel that way. And Lamar Jackson, I feel like he's no different right now. He's like, I'm better than both of these guys. I deserve more money than they're getting or or match that money that we're getting right now. But for the Ravens, they're a well-oiled machine as far as the business side of things go. It seems like for the most part, they're not going to do a player-friendly deal just to get it done. Mm -hmm. This is... I mean, they're, they're going to try to make it as team-friendly as possible so they can continue to build around Lamar Jackson and maybe add some more pieces to the defense and offense um, around him because that's what you need. You don't need one guy making $250 million while he's – who's he going to be throwing to? You know what I mean? Like, Rashad Bateman, unfortunate injury this year. Devin Duvernay, same thing. As, as far as those two guys go – are they number ones no. on any other team in this league right now? No, 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 exactly. No, no. And that's nothing against Rashad Bateman, but he hasn't proven to be a number one in the league because he's been injured the past two years. So it's really tough right now. So for the Ravens, number one priority should be getting Lamar locked in, whether it's a franchise tag or getting him a deal. But number two should be bringing in a receiver, a number one receiver, a real number one that he can throw to and, and that can make – this offense a bit more dynamic than it is right now well and the other factor into it I, I believe would be our next topic is would he even want to stay not knowing who the next offensive coordinator is I truly no, there's an opening think he should care about that but I don't yeah. think he does I mean right, right. it's, it's going to go around his skill set and even you can't reinvent the wheel I mean there's still going to be a run heavy pound them kind of team to open up everything else and you can't have passing without running you can't have running without passing it, it all goes together and Lamar Jackson is still best with his athleticism and running not to say he cannot throw because he can but that is still the number one strength and that's still going to stay there and I think the offensive coordinators might be more youthful open-minded like passing attack teams is kind of like what we're hearing a lot unless it's the Broncos <laughs> but if you, if you kind of get like a Zach Robinson kind guy with the Rams even though I still think he's going to stay in LA I think he's going to the Chargers that would be great but you also have to make sure it all fits and right now it doesn't fit because you have an offensive line and running backs that are built to the current system that they're in not to say they can't do it not to say the offensive line's not great not to say the running backs aren't great they are you have Lamar Jackson maybe you have Mark Andrews you have nobody on the outside. Morgan, you said it before. This team's built to Lamar's strengths. It's, I mean, yeah. it's no secret that it is, and it definitely is. So if you take him out of the equation, then you got to change up a lot of things. did see Lamar retweet something the other day where um, someone was like, Lamar ran a pro-style offense at Louisville, and he yeah, kind of seemed like he liked that, and maybe they go in that direction for him. Do we believe, though, that 
he is going to have an actual say in who they bring in not being signed yet? Like, no. do you, I, I don't believe it either. No. I think yeah. this is going to be John Harbaugh and John Harbaugh basically only. I don't it's, even know if I believe if they called him to be like, hey, these are our finalists. What do you think that they would get that answer? No. I don't, I don't think the communication's there. If you read between the lines, Eric Tacasa says it takes two to tango. Two to tango, yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know from sources before the training camp when the OTAs and he wasn't there, they didn't. They figured he was coming to mandatory minicamp, but they didn't know. How do you not know if your franchise quarterback is sitting out OTAs, which they're allowed to do, but how do you not have that verbal communication from the face of your franchise that he is or is not going to be there? Even when Tom Brady missed time, they knew it. They talked about it. It's just there's a disconnect, and 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 oh, it and it goes is. both ways. And you have to kind of lean a little bit on the more historic franchise that players year in and year out want to be with the Ravens. Say how great the franchise is, how great they take care of players. You have to lean more on like that business side is probably moving as you said a well-oiled machine and going about things the way they do and it's just probably lamar that's playing a little bit loosey-goosey hardball hard to get who knows (laughs) you also have a well-oiled machine that's never had this problem before they've never had a franchise player on the offensive side it's easy when it's oh ray lewis terrell Mm -hmm. suggs you know they want to be here and they're in a system that is suited to their strengths They've never had an offensive player as talented as Lamar Jackson coming up for a contract. Yeah. It's so it's one of those things that everyone's in uncharted territory at the castle right now. Right. They just it seems like both sides don't know how to handle it. You have to just look at the franchise tag numbers. You have to look at forty five million. That's the top five sum. So Aaron Rodgers fifty million. So you have to start looking at all right, he's gonna need fifty million a year. I mean, that, that's what because that's what he's going to want because he's going to want to be the, the highest paid guy or up near the highest, and then you're going to have to fork out that kind of money. Well, great. Green Bay like still had a really good defense. So they had nothing else on offense but Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers can still make a really bad team a really good team. I don't know if Lamar Jackson can make a really bad team a really good team. He has to have people around him, which makes sense. Well, they were scoring points for a bit in that middle of the season. Granted, as I mentioned earlier, it was a pretty awful right. <laughs> schedule. But the offense looked like it was getting back on track with him mm-hmm. after, um, well, even the first few weeks, they were really hot. It was the defense that was kind of embarrassing. Right. Um, so he he did take this offense that was lacking weapons. And, you know, to Greg Roman's credit, they were putting up points earlier and the well dried up when he, when he left. He's done everything with yeah. talent except wide receivers. So... Uh, Give him right. a number one and let's really see That's, it. Let's see yeah. what he's made yeah. of. Exactly. Yeah. It's like put your money where your yeah. mouth is. We'll see if Lamar goes the Kyler Murray route, unfollows the Ravens on Instagram, <laughs> and kind of hides all of his pictures. I doubt that he will. He doesn't seem like he's all about that drama on social media. And he hasn't He been might yet. like it say, if someone might, tells him to do it. Exactly. <laughs> someone post ha- him in like a Falcons jersey. Might just hit the <laughs> yeah, like hit the like button. Does anyone have his Xbox or PlayStation <laughs> handle <laughs> you know, for Call of Duty? <laughs> Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's, <laughs> all right, so we talked about offensive coordinator. This is how we got there. Greg Roman, he's out after six seasons as the Ravens' offensive coordinator. Um, and both sides kind of went their separate ways. That's how a breakup happened. He's stepping Usually, down, Rocco. It's not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The statement says it's, so. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. That's exactly what the, both the sides told each other. Um, but it, it was tough because he caught so much heat towards the end of the season, especially his play calling – was questionable. The terrible. Ravens were sorry. Uh, I'm going to say it from mm. the Ravens' red zone terrible. production offensively was god awful. So it's like you can understand why both sides, or sorry, why Greg Roman decided he wanted to step down and resign. Um, it it seemed like both sides really needed a new start. Um, but guys, what are your thoughts on that? On the Ravens parting ways with Greg Roman? He's one of the best run designers um, in the NFL, and I mean with Lamar their first year together, him offensive coordinator. Lamar was the second unanimous MVP in NFL history. So, I mean, Greg Roman did help Lamar's career a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'd like mm-hmm. to say, I'd like to say more than a little bit. More, so, yeah. exactly. He's, so, it's going to get paid. What are your, what are your thoughts on him, uh, him going a separate way? Well, in 2019, with his historic offense, MVPs, all those things, number one seed didn't go well. But when you have all those things and you're winning, we never heard fire Greg Roman. No. Well, things are different because they're losing. And then you have some questionable, Jaffe, you said horrible. There are some pretty interesting play calls when you have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and you're running Mark Andrews. I don't have a problem with the QB sneak at the goal line with Tyler Huntley. I have a problem with Tyler Huntley's execution of the QB sneak. I still think, yeah, why put the game in the backup quarterback's hands? But they've been playing well and efficiently on offense. That I don't have a problem with that play call. Behind your offensive line, if you can't push it three feet, you know, one yard, then – you probably shouldn't be in that position, but it's just the execution of it. If he scores that touchdown there and the Ravens win and the Ravens are moving on to the divisional round, no one's talking about that. I just think it's, you know, losing season, frustrations on the offensive side. Maybe this is a request of multiple players wanting this done and multiple voices and the Ravens are listening. And I also think, too, it's kind of like you only get, you know, they got the defensive coordinator, Don Martindale, the year before. Now you got Greg Roman out. Then you got to start looking at Harbaugh. Love John Harbaugh, one of the best NFL coaches of all time, a Hall of Famer. But when things start to get stale and you're not winning and you've got Lamar Jackson, say they pay him and they've only got one playoff game win since having him, you do start to have to look around of why aren't we winning more with the talent. So I think the offensive coordinator is like that last-ditch effort to like let's really change things up and switch it up a little bit and, and get some winning ways in the postseason. For, for me, right, you're, you're – always going to be compared against your rivals and mm-hmm. seeing the way the Steelers were able to put together you know, seven, what is it? Seven straight wins at the end of the seasons yeah. you two with an arguably worse offense. Oh yeah. A worse defense. A rookie quarterback. And, yeah. And not that. And it wasn't like they had yeah. a very cushy schedule. Right. You know, towards the end, right. You're going to be measured against your rivals. And when you see that offense grow, despite the lack of weapons and they're shedding wide receivers you got to wonder well you know, why is our offensive coordinator not as creative or imaginative mm-hmm. and then you see the Bengals 
win the division. Jamar Chase missed six weeks in the middle of the season. And sure, they have Joe Burrow, but they still found a way with that passing game and their running backs to get the job done. It didn't happen here, and that's why the offensive coordinator is out. I'll say this. the So watching the Chiefs and watching how creative they are right. inside the red zone, I don't think the Ravens are going to get an Eric Bieniemy right now, but they definitely could get someone more creative than Greg Roman was inside the, inside the red zone because he got right. so predictable at times. Mm-hmm. It's like the Chiefs ran a freaking ring around the rosy play <laughs> where, I mean, it didn't count, but like that was so cool. Yeah. And like a lot of people, they caught heat from it on social media. I'm like, where, where have you seen another NFL team do that before? Right. A- and it work. I mean, yeah, I call, it was like a phantom holding on that play, but still like get creative inside the red zone, get Mark Andrews involved. Like they do Travis Kelsey inside the red zone and throw these little like inside like shovel passes where, where he picks up like three, four yards and can score. It's like, don't be so predictable and like stick with what works, what got you down the field. Cause the Ravens, it would be 75% of the field. It, they look fantastic. They get in the red zone and it's like, they just forgot how to play football. I don't know why so. they got away so much from 2019 either. It's like the offensive line got better. They got J.K. Dobbins in that time frame. No one was stopping it. Where'd that go? Yeah, for for me, it's if you – the amount of respect thrown Greg Roman's way for running game coordinator, building a running game, and you get inside the five and you're not running the ball anymore. You're going shotgun yeah, you got running spread. backs that are three yeah. plus yeah. each it, time. It's For me, it's one thing to have Hollywood Brown complain about the offense and one out, fine. But when you've got J.K. Dobbins wondering, where are my touches? Yeah. What, what are you doing yeah. as an no, offense? I, I completely agree. Really? So that's definitely something the Ravens will need in bringing in a new offensive coordinator, some creativity, especially inside the red zone. And I think that's what fans are going to want to see as well. And, you know, John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, they, they may not be on social media. They may not see it, but, but they hear it. They know. They, it gets to them. Yeah. So they know what the fans want, and the fans may not necessarily be right, but people want to see some creativity. Let me throw this out there. If yeah. Lamar Jackson is not with the Ravens next year, yeah. what does that mean? As far as from a Ravens and a franchise, what happened? What's wrong? Whew. How do you let – a talent like Calais Campbell's like you can't let a guy like that go. I completely agree. But if he does go, whether it's tag and trade, it's going to be tag and trade if he goes. I mean, they're not going to be like, all right, go test free agency. We'll mm-hmm. we'll take the we'll take the <laughs> extra picks later. The compensatory. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. But that's a colossal loss in air if that happens, right? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. You have to bring in someone established because there's not going to be a pick around 22. Well, is that like it, it, fireable? start looking at the front office like you this how did this happen yeah it's i don't know what they're it's going to be too late in the off season by that point to really do it they're going so to get a better they're going rental. to have a year yeah. to figure it out right um that defense is going to give them chances to win anyways but what you look at the quarterback market this year and you're wondering who's left and it's pretty much Jimmy G and Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones. I swear to God, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Everyone laughs oh, at me. God. Everyone laughs at me. That could work here. I'm oh, not kidding. Goodness. You're I'm... smiling. You all are smiling at me. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. That's that's another one who would be like, get him in there. Get him. He can sling it. But yeah, you can't you can't have Lamar's talent. First of all, you can't have his talent and then not use it and execute it. And I know he was injured. The... And I know now you start to wonder about injuries with two straight years. But you have to start thinking more 2019, the strengths of what we've got. I think, Morgan, 
right now for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, him not having an agent, it hurts both sides. And it's hurt both sides. Because don't you think if he would have had some representation, like some professional representation that has dealt with the business side of the NFL before, that a deal would have gotten done by now? Because I, I really think that they probably would have signed him to an extension if he had an agent after that 2009 or 2019 mm-hmm. season. Sorry. When he, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you sign the guy to a, to a max, like, crazy extension or, like, the season after and just get it done? Right, yeah. I mean, it'd have to be, like, after year three. Yeah, You know, yeah. but that could – and you're going to start looking at Cincinnati and you're going to start looking at Joe Burrow. And that's something he's probably going to sit back and look to. Like, I've got six weeks until the franchise tag. $45 million a year is good. That's fair. Yeah, I, that's I, more than fair if he is starting to think that. And then you start to look at, well, what's Joe Burrow going to get? Well, Joe Burrow has been to two AFC championships, and he has been yeah. to a Super Bowl, and he does win multiple playoff games. So you kind of have to look at that with a little bit of grain of salt. Like, he might go down – I mean, he might be like Tom Brady level. I mean, I'm I know, a, I know, I my, I I know I'm that. showing my Southwest no, 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 Ohio no, no, right no, now. No, you're not. But <laughs> he's, I, the way he carries himself and he, the way he plays the game, it's – and he's more athletic. Yeah. yeah. I, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting there thinking, that Kirk Cousins guy got a pretty good deal taking I, the franchise yeah. for he's a few genius. years, and I still got yeah. his guaranteed money. Cousins yeah. got what, two? And then he got two. An extension. Got two. And they yeah. could ta- – I mean, the Ravens can technically have ownership of him for two years. It's going to be costly if they tag him twice. If yeah. you tag him back-to-back, it's just going to be very expensive. And Cousins keeps getting it extended, and he hasn't done anything yeah. in the playoffs yeah. either. It's <laughs> like, you know, do you, do you want to know your enemy, or do you want to know like what you have right now? It's kind of like yeah. one of those things. So, I mean, Lamar holds all the cards. He does. And I think the agent thing that Rocco touched to is very accurate. True. It makes it awkward. Right. You know, you can't have these conversations. But I have heard and I do believe he's getting counsel now from the Players Association. And what they're looking at is what he does on the field, what he does and means to the Ravens, how they win with him, how they don't win without him, the scoring with him, the scoring without him. It's Deshaun Watson. The Cle- Everyone can thank the Cleveland Browns for this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they made a really dumb, dumb, dumb decision. First of all, to pay anyone that, the guaranteed money. To pay a scumbag that, the guaranteed money. And to reset the market on somebody who hasn't played in two years. And when they do come back and play, not good. Mm-hmm. And they gave up a lot for it, financially and picks. And their front office is probably laughing right now, looking at the rest of the NFL. I like, hope they're laughing at themselves. I mean, they should be. It's just, it, re- it reset the market, and it's not how anything well, else is going to go. But it's something that Lamar and the Players Association can look at and be like, look, that money was there for that person, and look what they're doing. Now give it to me. Well, there's and just, he's not wrong. There's two ways it's going to play out. There's going to be a team dumb enough to pay him all of that guaranteed. Yep. Or he's going to be the victim of the market correction. And either way— It's probably both, right? Right. Yeah. But either way, he's going to be viewed as— is he going to live up to the contract or is he going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and earn that money? Uncle Steve can make it all right by mm-hmm. saying you play next year for $5 million and here's a $40 million signing bonus. It's not going to – I mean, that's a lot, but it's a lot to ask of an owner. But a lot of the – you can maneuver and manipulate the cap and be well, smart. I mean, it's not a lot to ask a guy who's got billions <laughs> worth in an NFL franchise. How much do you want to keep really him? Yeah. How much does he make you and how much do you want to keep him? I think at the end of the day, both sides, they, they want to stay married. Yeah. They want to be with each I, other. I do believe that. If go. not, they've had a lot of openly – lies like open lies oh, yeah. during the press conference like I, I think for, for hours sure. <laughs> they want to get a deal done and i think this 
this press conference was going to happen regardless mm-hmm. of any situation. But I think John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, while they may not be, they said, hey, we're communicating with Lamar today. Mm-hmm. Maybe they well, were, maybe they weren't. If they weren't, they were sending a message to him, we want you here, and we want you here to stay. Well, you brought it. It's self-preservation. Yeah. Because if you lose a franchise quarterback, you're, that means your team is going in a different direction. And the mm-hmm. question is, are these the people we to want to it. take us in right. another direction? So they need Lamar. All right, guys. Well, the last thing I got is the – so the Ravens hold the 22nd pick in the 2023 NFL draft. They need a lot of help. But I I saw a mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network or NFL.com, and he had them going quarterback. Florida? Anthony yeah. Richardson at mm-hmm. 22. I think that Ravens flock – would lose their minds if well, they Well, you would already, you know, but if that happens the last week of April, you already know Lamar's gone. Exactly. He's already been traded. So, They've got more picks. They're probably picking at like five. That's like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, like Jordan Love S. Yeah. Even though like that didn't pan out. He like, would already be gone and you know like, it. Everybody thought like the, the Packers were grooming Jordan Love to be the next quarterback one uh, for them. But that, that Aaron Rodgers like, what? you know what? I'm going to stay for like uh, you know, five, yeah. six more years. Let's rant on that. What a dumb, dumb thing the Packers did too. You have Aaron Rodgers and you're allowing him to not be happy and to have a platform to tell people he's not happy. You're like, God, they really messed that up. And it messed up for that season, the next season, and now we're looking at it again. Yep. And now he's going on the Pat McAfee show using his <laughs> yes. platform to just get air out all his dirty laundry. Yeah, maybe you could there. not give me $50 million. Yeah, yeah, right. I want an MVP. Get it's it. It's more important to me than a Super Bowl. I think I'll win one of them. I forget what the exact <laughs> quote was, but he said something along and those lines. And he probably will. I think yeah. the Ravens at 22, they, they got to go wide receiver or defensive back, depending on what happens in the offseason. Like, you know, it's so offseason. lame and boring, but it's literally going to be the best player available. I mean, they will not go away from that. They wouldn't take I, a kicker or a punter, but they won't be the best player available at 22. Wide receiver. It's wide receiver, wide receiver, wide it's receiver. It's going to be corner. It's going to throw it. It's going to make everyone lose their minds, like when they got Marlon Humphrey and looked how well it, that turned out. You could you could go corner at twenty two, and but you got to hit on a receiver if you're going to take him in the later rounds. Like, it's this, time to trade for a receiver. It's time to spend for a receiver. They're not hitting in the draft. Eric yeah. DaCosta is not hitting in the draft on the receiver. He did with Marquise Brown. You thought I still don't think he's like a true true number one, and he certainly didn't have the work ethic or attitude for that. And he. He's out. They did all right with Bateman aside from the injuries, but like he hasn't I been. I do. Yeah, I really yeah. was excited to watch Bateman play this year. The way he looked in camp, he's just different. Like when you see him in person, the way he flashes. But you got to stay healthy, and unfortunately, he doesn't have that right now. But did you get the feeling, like listening to Eric talk about what they might potentially do in the draft and free agency, that they're gonna try to target a number one receiver? Because he he was kind of he seemed like on the fence about that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really sure what direction it was going. He'll never tip his hand, and he loves to put little nuggets out there to make people think and do something different. Like, he actually really enjoys the entertainment value of using the media. Like, Rozzy Newsom did not want to do those press conferences at all. He just wanted to grind and do work. And Eric Costa does that, too, but he is more media-friendly and more playful. I think they truly, honestly, don't know what they're going to do because they don't know what's going on with Lamar. We can't make any predictions. what's his cap hit? the the last draft was pure chaos. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, while we were running around this office, you're going on TV – you announce oh, it, you know, trade. this first pick is like, oh, by the way, they just traded. And you're like, <laughs> they what? Round for another first round pick. <laughs> I definitely think having five picks they're not comfortable with, and they will be maneuvering ways to get more picks somehow, some way. And or that might be. Go, go the, the Rams Falcons. route and go all in. Go all in. Just trade them all for the best you can get. As a fan base, too, I, 
do you want your I mean you have this fan base has two Super Bowls since the inception and there's teams that have been <laughs> there's teams that have been around a since lot longer oh. a lot longer since when the Super Bowl era began that don't have a Super Bowl. So or even a Super Bowl appearance. So the fact that they have two as a fan base, I mean, I think you are pretty spoiled and you become a victim of your own success. Even John Harbaugh, like the expectations are always high because you're always there. Uh, but it would be, I mean, yeah, go all in. $45 million for Lamar. Why not? Trade away those five picks for, what, you want some Hopkins? You want some DeAndre in here? Everyone's talking about oh, him. If he's available, he wants out, even yeah. as a rental. Yeah. I wouldn't rent DeAndre Hopkins. I would go all in for him. If well, you're going I, to, you're talking about cap space. I know, right. but like yeah. he's a guy that yeah. like you want to keep here. Well, you want to see what he does. But if they if they do something with like real give yeah. up give up your 22 and future. The Cardinals give it. Send and the James Cardinals- send James Prochet <laughs> in a bag of footballs in the 22. Oh man, the Cardinals giveth and the Cardinals taketh away. Maybe they'll <laughs> giveth backeth. So anyway. <laughs> All right, well, that'll just about do it for uh, another episode of The Flock on Fox 45, presented by Sports Unlimited. For Morgan Adsit, Michael Jaffe, I'm Rocco DeSangro. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.